0: Hello, and welcome to the gold mine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. It's the most forecasty time of the year. No one wants to hear me sing, and I had to come up with a title for this. So, most forecasty time of the year kind of stuck out in my head. I thought I'd have a little fun with this instead of, let's be honest, You're tired of reading my complaints about forecasting and how terrible they are, and and I'm tired of writing them. So instead of my usual recap of last year's terrible predictions, I'm just going to make a few constructive suggestions as to better ways to think about the inherently unknowable future. Five bullet points, starting with number one, a few simple rules. For those of you on Wall Street who have models that are about either markets or the economy, can you please just share three things with us? First, how has this model's past performance been? Has it worked? Does it give us any insight into investments or the economy? Second, can you acknowledge all of the unknown variables that will confront your model? You know, as a reminder, nobody's January 2020 forecast had global pandemic whacking 34% off the market, and then a blazing rally that recovered all of it by August and then kept going. So let's admit that we really don't always know what isn't in our models. And third, admit that there are biases and known biases and that there's also the possibility of unknown biases. Once you get those three things out of the way, you can make a good faith effort to model the future. But until then, you're just flailing in the dark. Number two, think in terms of probabilities, not outcomes. I like the approach that Deutsche Bank's Jim Reed takes. If You see the chart that accompanies this blog post, you'll see the survey he sends out to his clients and the response they give him in terms of what they think the next 12 months is going to look like in terms of what are the biggest risks for the global financial markets. When he asked this question a year ago, the three leading answers were virus mutation and becomes able to avoid the vaccine serious side effects of the vaccine emerge. And number three, and all of these were in the 35 to 40% range. Number three, people refused to take the vaccine, thus hampering back to normal reopening. And, and of those first three, only the third one had some impact. And even that, the economy and the market continues to plow forward. Number four, by the way, was tech bubble bursts. How did, how did that work out? We're up 22%, even with the volatility. I'll tell you what people didn't have was uh, inflation. That that was far, far down the list. It was number six. It was not thought of as a high threat. Almost nobody had it as any of their one, two, or threes. The key takeaway from all this is not only do we not know what's going to be more or less significant, we also have no idea what's even going to be on the list. We don't know what the biggest story for 2022 is going to be. Number three, please stop making your investments based on your forecasts. This is the biggest risk facing investors. It's not that their forecasts will be wrong. We know they will. The risk to investors is that they tend to marry their portfolios to their predictions. Running your portfolio that way is a disaster. Instead of looking at the universe of risks and opportunities, they just become confirmation bias machines hunting out what agrees with their predictions. It's it's just a terrible way to manage a portfolio. It puts ego above profitable investing. Number four, please, please stop with the uncertainty nonsense. Let's get this out of the way. The future is always uncertain. You don't know what the future looks like. It's unknown and inherently unknowable. Whenever you hear someone use the phrase uncertainty, you should translate it to something else. You should translate it to, hey, we're really nervous about what's going to happen. We have no idea. It's not that they ever have an idea, but usually they can bluff and convince themselves that they know what's going to happen. When you hear the phrase uncertainty, it's much more revealing about the speaker than it is about the future. It's telling you they're scared out of their minds and they can't keep up that facade anymore. And number five, Who is often right? Pay attention to those who have a method for thinking about the unknown. My favorite example, Professor Philip Tetlock oversees the Decision Lab. He's a professor at Wharton, and he has made a science of improving the process behind making forecasts. I like this quote, the peculiar thing in the real world is how comfortable we are at making pretty strong factual claims, Tetlock says, that often turn out to be wrong. Your claims to know the future is implicitly about, quote, how the world would have unfolded in an alternative universe to which you have no imperial access, only your imagination. That's really good advice for anyone who's thinking about the future, but especially investors. For more from me, check out The Big Picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today.